0: k Twenty Two Twelve Eighty Eight et al. Cadillac of Naperville, Inc. petitioner versus National Labor Relations Board. Mr. McHarg for the petitioner, Ms. Campbell for the respondent.
1: Good morning. Good morning, Your Honors, and may it please the Court. My name is Michael Patrick McHarg, Sr. on behalf of Apparent Cadillac of Naperville. Um, I think as Your Honors are well aware, this case has what could best be described as a uh, Byzantine procedural posture, <laughs> having been here once before, remanded, reversed by the board, brought back, and then in the middle of my appeal, changed by the board yet again. Uh, nonetheless, here here we are. But really, to me, this case comes down you to...
0: You haven't argued for another remand.
1: We are not you arguing. You don't want to do more. <laughs> I, I think uh, to be honest, your honor, I, I will, a, we, we think we can win either way, but B I, I, I don't want to mislead this court. I think uh, my, my uh, client has some litigation exhaustion. So, so we'll just make our argument and, and understand where we are I, under any standard. You know, I know why the last emerges before the fifth circuit. So we're on, you know, perhaps even the board standard remains unclear, but, uh, we're still just dealing with common sense in the workplace. What kind of behavior can an employee get away with and be left without punishment? The 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 you know under the Atlantic standard, you you have this question of where's the place? Well, the the the, the law is inconsistent on that. On the one hand, they say inside the office we you know it's heads we win tails you lose in an office we win outside an office we win um then the question comes up of the subject matter and then to us we we take most seriously the subject matter of you know the nature of this outburst uh what happened here was extreme and and at the owner of the company in his very own office. The Board has never uh, under uh, either time, the Board failed to take into consideration exactly what happened in that office.
0: And just to be clear, when you're, when you say under either standard, there's no different arguments you would make under an Atlantic steel than right line. You're making the same points here under both that you should win under either standard. That's correct. Nothing Honor. else that you would argue if officially we were applying Atlantic steel.
2: So um, under right line, right, there's two steps. Prima facie case that the action discharge was out of animus. And second, whether the employer would fire the employee anyway. It seems to me. What you've been saying today fits mostly in the second bucket, that because of the severity of this statement, you would have fired him anyway. My my, my question is, are you making an argument that there is no evidence of animus that the board could rely on for the prima facie uh, for step one under right line?
1: If we were analyzing the case under right line, I believe that we have demonstrated that there there, one that there was no nexus that that the, the board relied upon a June 29th conversation for a, I believe it was a September 17th discharge uh, a a throwaway comment that so that- I I agree we can nitpick
2: about some of the, some of the pieces of evidence and in this footnote the board cited six the one that really stood out to me is just what happened on the morning of the firing right. Vespicus comes in and the, I hope you forgive me for paraphrasing, but Lascaris basically says, You've been the ringleader of this strike and I don't want you to work here anymore. It seems pretty uh, explicit statement that he is not a fan of.
1: Bisbecus because he's participated in the strike. Well, he was discussing that with the entire, I mean, the entirety of the union leadership, right? The business agent was there. The president of the union was there. Mr. Bisbegas was there. Lascaris is trying to negotiate to remove all of the strikers at that time. So you're correct, Your Honor. He, he was telling them that he was, he was trying to offer some sort of settlement to get them to go elsewhere to work. That, that is correct. And then Bisbekas calls him a liar. Frank gets angry, and and then the whole sideshow starts.
0: It's not. I'm sorry. Just settlement. The concern from the board was that Mr. Lascaris was explicit that he didn't want any union members working in his shop now. Any union members that went out on a strike, he didn't want any of them there.
1: That's correct. The conversation he had was hostile
0: their exercise of their rights under the NLRA to both join a union and engage in collective action like a strike?
1: I do not deny your honor that it's more your case. Okay, they are unanimous.
0: Unanimous. That's correct. Okay, so in response to Judge Garcia's question, you you are just focused on we would have fired him anyhow.
1: We would have fired him, that's correct. It's, it would be a difficult case for us to say that there was no right
3: case. I'm just trying to make sure I understand the, the context completely here. It's not that the um, the way that the board's analysis went. Um, it's not the case that um, uh, Hibiscus, I'm butchering his name, I'm sure, that his behavior couldn't be subject to any discipline right they weren't saying that under right line or atlantic steel like nothing could be done to him the question was really whether the termination was appropriate right that's correct and so so how i guess How do you win when there was no evidence that the company had ever terminated anyone for saying anything similar and that the company never produced a code of conduct that would justify
1: termination? I understand your question, Your Honor. Um, As we have stated, I believe, in both of our briefs, um, there's certain conduct that you simply aren't going to be able to replicate. Uh, There are certain things that the, a standard of conduct is not necessarily, as we argue in our brief, going to say don't commit a felony or wear pants to work, but if you violate certain common sense principles, you're going to lose your job. right? I, I had a situation once where a guy was cleaning his rifle at his workstation. We didn't necessarily have a don't clean your rifle at work and point it at your coworkers. but did, did you have any code of conduct at all, though? I, I believe there was a written code of conduct. I don't believe it is in, I don't believe we submitted it into evidence. It was seven years ago. I don't recall. I'm sorry. Uh, there was, I, I believe we just dragged the code of conduct out through the testimony of Mr. Lascaris uh, and, and screaming a vile epithet climbing around his desk. We, we thought at the time warranted there, summary termination. No or climbed around
0: his desk, the ALJ found that he sort of muttered this on his way out the door. Are you challenging the ALJ's fact findings?
1: We can't do that really. It's a practical matter. We don't think he found it as a, a mutterer. I, I think but he found I, that it was, he was on the way out. The he, door. he said it. You no, know, on the way out the door was the discussion between the business agent and the employee about whether or not they heard the discussion between Lascaris and, and Mr. Bisbigus.
0: Questions? Questions?
1: Do to No, we'll, we'll wait for rebuttal. Thank, Thank you. you.
0: Thank you.
4: Greetings, your honors, and may it please the court. My name is Elizabeth Campbell, and I represent the National Labor Relations Board. After a highly contentious strike, Cadillac of Neighborville fired Mr. John Bespikas, who represented the company's mechanics as their union steward, while he was attempting to negotiate return-to-work procedures. The evidence of the company's hostility towards Mr. Bespikas' union activity is overwhelming. In the six intervening years, the board's conclusion has never wavered. The determination of Mr. Mr. Biscuitous violated Section 8A3 and 1 of the National Labor Relations Act. It is long past time to remedy that violation.
3: You would agree that uh, that the company could have been justified in disciplining Mr. Biscus, right? Imposing some discipline, right?
4: Your Honor, I can't speak for the board on what it might have done had the, had um, you know the employer disciplined in a lesser manner.
3: I'm not asking you what they might have done, but that it would be that that would be a reasonable action that that could be sustainable under board law. Under
4: board law, an employer can discipline um, an employee for misconduct. Full stop. That's that's not really a question. Employers not forbidden ever from disciplining an employee from misconduct, unless it's done, you know, with anti-union animus, or unless the employee was retained the protection of the Act um, under the Atlantic Steel analysis um, at the time when they engaged in the discipline.
0: Um, what I'm a little confused about is um, so. Came here last time, and he said, we're supposed to apply right line. The board did Atlantic Steel, and then the board changed his mind and said, we're going to do right line, and we remanded for right line. They applied right line, and now he comes here again, and now they're saying in line elastomeres, actually, we're going back to Atlantic Steel. And line elastomers said, not only are we going to apply Atlantic Steel, we're, we're making this decision retroactive which means line elastomers applies to this case. And so how can we, he he doesn't want to, I'll treat him like a ping pong ball here, right? They don't want to keep going back and forth, but you all keep changing the rules of the game. And this is agency review, not district Court review. And it seems hard for me to understand how we can uphold a decision under right line when the board has said that's not the correct law anymore.
4: I understand, Your Honor. Um, I think in terms of the retroactivity analysis, board law is quite clear that when the um, board makes a decision that's retroactive, that absolutely applies to all um, cases pending before the agency. Um, They applied to cases pending in court? um, The board has discretion to ask for a remand Um, when a case is in court, when the agency issues um, a change in law. Here the agency acted um, very reasonably, I think this court would agree, um, given the the fact that this is a very unique set of circumstances. So in particular, um, you're right, Your Honor, the judge here originally applied right line, um, and right line itself remains good law, I would note it's correct. It would not necessarily be applied in cases like this moving forward. But a right line motive analysis is still a proper way to find a violation under Section 8A 3 and 1. Um, and so in that sense, that that makes this case unique. And in addition, this case is also unique in the sense that the, the um, standard that the Board has now adopted in line elastomers was a pre-existing standard. Um, so Atlantic Steel has already been applied in the facts of this case in the two thousand and nineteen decision and order before you that 's a very unusual circumstances stance when the board or any agency changes law um, it 's not very typical that the law that it changes to has already been applied to the facts before the court so in in this case the agency did choose um, an extra sentence discretion to stand to stand behind um, the decision and order before you analyzed under right line. Um, and I think it's important to keep Mr. Bespikis in mind. I think um, his, the concerns about his failure to receive the remedy to which he is entitled under the Act, um, another remand would not be in the interest of justice
0: for him, for this court, for well, the we board's reasons. Keep the employer in mind too. They shouldn't be drugged through round after round after round after round. It's not, I understand your point about Mr. Bespikis, but it's also for the employer unfair when the board keeps changing the rules of the game
4: correct your which was
0: another uh, reason to stand
4: behind the decision and order before this court um which is under right line i'll have i'll note that the employer has from the very beginning in its very first brief um post-hearing brief to the alj has asked for right line to apply to the facts of this case um it continues to to not insist on a remand and, and um Right one is. being are supposed
0: to place, apply on appeal the law in effect at the time of the appeal. That's where I'm. I understand the arguments in that case, but so you're asking us to apply the law that's not in effect at the time of appeal. Um, or are you asking us to decide this under Atlantic Steel based on the prior application of Atlantic Steel? I believe decide is on the ground. Today, it doesn't matter either way. Either they win or you win either way.
4: My answer to your question, Your Honor, is yes. I think um, you can do any of the above. Um, here, right line itself remains good law. Right line is an, an unlawful, unlawful motivation situation. Correct, Your Honor. But the, the board has had opportunities to apply both. Um, in, in the past- you,
2: an answer you said earlier would mean it's the right test for this case, because you said when the board declares one of its decisions retroactive, that's only retroactive as the case is pending before the board. And this case was final and on appeal when this new decision came around, right?
4: Correct, Your Honor. There's well, I want to be very careful with my language here.
2: I appreciate you still would have discretion to ask us for a remand. Correct. But it does not apply of its own force there, in a
4: court. There is an understanding that when, um, for example, the record is filed with the court, filed with the court, the board doesn't have um, doesn't have jurisdiction. jurisdiction. Um, so that would be an argument. I, I would. I would not want to suggest that the, the board um, could not, would not be able to seek, seek a remand if it, if it wanted to. Um, I, however, in this, in this case, um, the agency has chosen not to seek a remand and for good reason and stands behind the decision in order currently before this court. That being said, if this court is uncomfortable applying um, Rightline and General Motors, given that Lionel Asmers is good law, I think um, <clears throat> the the Wyman Gordon case law that um, is good good law c- across the circuits and, and that the D.C. Circuit has relied on repeatedly, which is that if the if this court were to remand, it's a, a sort of similar to a harmless error argument. Sure, the the maybe now you could argue now the analysis that should have that should be done in a case like this is Atlantic Steel. But if, so, okay, so this court then remands again for the board to apply Atlantic Steel again. Um, Really, it's clear from the record, um, and I don't think there's a reasonable doubt that the board, if it were to apply Atlantic Steel, would come to the same reasonable conclusion that um, the employer violated Section 8A3-1 and here.
0: I appreciate your point about filing the record, but actually, and... I mean, LRB. The cases aren't final because they're unenforceable until a court grants enforcement or not, and you have a cross application here for enforcement. Yes, Your Honor. And so the board's view is that the cross application for enforcement should be decided under right line or Atlantic right Steel, you. Your Honor. Both. Yeah. <laughs> Your Honor, um, the
4: board stands behind its decision under right line and an unlawful motivation analysis. That being said, should this court feel um, that?
0: I'm asking the board's position on what basis it believes this court should. Because you've asked for enforcement. Uh, or You've got a cross-application of enforcement. Yes, Your Honor. Um, this were, now, it might win and we'll all be moot. <laughs> but... You've asked for enforcement, and so what is your position on the legal rule that should be applied given line estimators for the cross application for enforcement?
4: Your Honor, the agency stands behind its unlawful motive analysis under Right Line um, as a finding of a Section 83 and 1 violation. The agency also believes that this court can look at the writing on the wall, look at the record in this case and know that the agency would come to the same reasonable conclusion um, were it to apply the current standard, um, which is line elastomers, which would again be, um, which this court has repeatedly upheld, cases decided under both standards. Um, And so the agency does stand behind its decision and order before this court, Um, you know, I'm not. Henry, Henry might forbid me from saying, just go with Atlantic Steel. And we want to be conscious of that. And we want to be aware of this, that. And therefore, this. This the board does stand behind its unlawful mode of analysis. Um, however, I, I think the Wyman Gordon and those other exceptions um, that I cited, the Wyman Gordon exception that I cited about not turning, um, like Your Honor said, not turning um, an agency's decision into a ping pong game with the courts um, There's no reason to reman this case and have it decided again under the board's current standard, um, given that the record is quite quite clear that the agency would come to the same reasonable conclusion. Um, If there are no further questions, Your Honor, um, I thank you very much for your time.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you. we'll round up and give you two minutes
1: (laughs) thank you your honor uh i I would just say as to that last comment i'm a little nervous about conceding that we can just assume that the the board would do the same thing with this case i mean the fact is they never did to your question your honor um about is before this court this case was remanded to the board and was before the board at the time lion elastomers was decided so lion elastomers retroactive application their cross enforcement is on the lion elastomers standard but back to our original argument
0: um well, the board has applied both atlantic steel and right line to your case you have you're here challenging certainly the latest decision under right line but they've they've applied First time they applied Atlantic Steel and you said apply right line. And you got what you asked for and now they've applied right line. So I think all she was saying is the board has already applied both. So And you said your arguments as to error, which are before us, are the same under both tests. So And I
1: stand by that. As, as this court held in Felix Industries and then later in Ad, ad Trance, there, there is a, a way to get to decency in the workplace at trans court. um, You know, the the union took the positions perfectly acceptable to use the most offensive and derogatory racial or sexual epithets. So long as that's connected to union organizing and it's unfair to expect members to comport themselves with civility and decorum. And the court went on and said, uh, working people are capable of discussing matters intelligently and in generally acceptable language that overarching principle applies here. There's, this is a case about workplace decency, about uh, about uh, not tolerating insulting attacks and, and, and attack, it, it, had that been-
0: uh, At least by mechanics, but Mr. Lasarcus had some pretty ripe language himself before he spoke. So it's a little hard to say that foul language. Is not tolerated in the workplace. Unless it's the point that it's only tolerated by Mr. Lasarkas.
1: Not at all, your honor. But if I stub my toe and, and yell something, that's oh, one okay. thing. It if, was, he
0: was, it, it was directed to Mr. Bespikas. Cause it was, you get the F out of here or I'm going to F you out of here.
1: That was after Mr. Bespikas called him a, a liar I, I, I don't recall if he swore or not and no, there was an argument in his office
0: how they disagreed on recollections but that wasn't mr bespikas had not used any foul language at that point
1: okay but
0: and i'm just trying to ask this because you, you you've talked about and it's a relevant you, concern about the ability at least when it comes to sexually and racially derogatory language of employers to ensure that they have a a working workplace atmosphere that is free of such hostility, um, but I thought this is a case of just sort of ordinary profanity, um, and and I'm trying to, so I'm trying to understand what what your description of the workplace is because it, it does seem to be one where profanity is not used.
1: Yeah. Not saying a shop would be. There's a difference between profanity. And Directing the profanity at somebody.
0: Mr. Lasarcus did too.
1: He told him to get out of the office. Right. Even. <laughs> I'm, not going to, right. I'm not going to repeat it. Right. No, I mean he did. He did swear, but he didn't. He, he didn't insult uh, Mr. Bisbekas directly. He didn't. He didn't say something that. Would have threatened him or demeaned him, and the board has held since the 80s. Insulting attacks need not be tolerated. Thank you to this you. panel. We ask for reversal and
3: happy holidays. Thank you.